Hey everyone, and welcome to Let's Innovate, the podcast where we uncover the passion behind great ideas. I'm your host, Michael Unger, and I'm super excited to be part of this project. In my day job, I'm the program coordinator at the H.R. McMillan Space Center. I'm also the host of another podcast called Nerdin' About, and I'm part of a science communication team called SciCats, where we train future science communicators. So in all that I do, I have conversations with scientists, communicators, artists, and in this podcast, we're going to be having conversations with and about the youth that will be our science and technology leaders of tomorrow. So today we have one of those youth that presented his idea at the Youth Innovation Showcase back in June of this year. And here is his pitch. Hi, my name is Norbert Banyan. I'm a 19-year-old UBC student from Surrey, BC. During current bronchoscopy procedures, nurses perform the jaw thrust maneuver throughout. My innovation is a non-invasive mechanical jaw thrust device which opens up the airways of patients during endotracheal procedures. This device can standardize these procedures, freeing up hands and reducing costs. Unlike current devices, this design offers more freedom of movement for the patient head position while maintaining a strong grasp of the jaw. It also requires adjustment only from one side, making it easier and faster for a single operator. Thank you. And so we're going to speak to Robert Banyan now, uh, who's originally from Surrey, British Columbia. Hey, Norbert, how's it going? I'm doing well, you? Yeah, not doing so bad. Uh, so Norbert, you made your uh, innovation pitch back in June. Uh, you were, uh, when you made your pitch, you were 19. You're now 20 years old now. I'm sure life must be going pretty quick for you these days. Uh, how have things changed? How is life going for you right now? Yeah, when I did make my pitch, um, I was 19 and uh, actually ended up becoming in the 20 to 24 um, age category. Um, even though I was 19, I was, it made me a bit nervous. but it's okay because I ended up all right. <laughs> but yeah, so things are things are going pretty well over here. Um, get back to school, but of course, because of the pandemic, it's uh it's not in person it's from my from my room. Everything's everything all the operations are, are from my room. So as I'm sure everyone can appreciate. Right. And where are you going to school? Uh, I'm going to school at, at UBC. Um so I'm in okay. my third year now and I'm in the sciences program and I'm studying uh, computer science. Uh, genetics and statistics. Interesting. Well, we're, we're going to get into that in a second, but I just want to back up for a second. So when you made your pitch, um, you were 19, but they bumped you up to the higher category. Why exactly was that decision made? Looking at the the categories, there's quite a bit of kids in the, in the category from, I think, was it 14 to 19? Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, as in my category, there seemed to be less kids, so I, or young adults. I guess in our case. And um, yeah, so I got put into that group and I'm thinking it has to do with the number of applications perhaps. <laughs> yeah. So you say that you were, that you were a bit nervous because now, you know, that is a big jump, you know, like you were 19 and now you're in the, the 20 to 24 category, which is, you know, that is more of like a university category and it sort of like almost legitimizes you. So how did that make you feel, you know, in going into your uh, idea and your pitch? Yeah, so so when I saw the others who were selected for this age category, I noticed that uh, one of them actually was in the top ten um, candidates for this a worldwide ventilator challenge at UBC, and it's like PhD, and I was like, oh man, this is going to be kind of intense. Um, so <laughs> with respect to that, I was quite nervous. Um, but yeah, it was it was what I had to work with, and I just went for it. So let's let's go back and let's let's talk about your your innovation because um, you came up with this idea a mechanical jaw thrust a simple solution to an essential procedure. So what exactly is uh, this innovation? Yeah, so if someone told me um, or like someone mentioned the word jaw thrust about a year ago, I probably would have had no idea. 
but pretty much what a jaw thrust is uh is uh pushing a person's jaw forward so away from their spine and pretty much what this does is opens up the airways um so that uh they can they can breathe easier because in many cases when patients are sedated during an operation for example um their airways might close up so having someone that pushes their jaw forward and opens their airway throughout the procedure would be very helpful for just making sure things run smoothly yeah, no, that's really amazing. One of the things that I had mentioned at the time, uh, and I have seen with a lot of the the innovators that have come up with these solutions, like they're really empathetic solutions to helping people suffer less. And in this case, it's really helping the doctors, but also, you know, the patient be a little bit more comfortable. But what I find even more fascinating, Norbert, is that you said that you're studying computer science. So how does a computer scientist come up with a design for a medical procedure? Like you said, you had never heard heard of a mechanical jaw thrust before. I've pretty much been working at BC Cancer for the last three years doing what's called a casual uh, co-op. So it's not not an official co-op, but pretty much uh, it's just a work term. I work mainly part-time. So pretty much the idea stemmed from a day where I was watching a what's called a bronchoscopy procedure. So pretty much where a patient who has suspected lung cancer, they might uh, stick pretty much what's a tube down the patient's throat and uh, extract a little piece of their, their lung to analyze it further. So pretty much from there is where the idea stemmed and just watching how a, a nurse would actually hold the jaw forward of this patient throughout the entire 40 minute procedure. I, <laughs> you were mentioning empathy and yeah, I really, I really felt um, a bit bad that, that throughout the entire procedure, this nurse had to do this um, and her like invaluable help uh, could have been used in other ways in the operating room. And like you mentioned, like how does a, how does a computer science student come up with a a design for a jaw thrust. Um, this pretty much stems from my upbringing. My my father, it was a mechanical engineer, and um, he used this program called SolidWorks. And pretty much, he thought it was a very valuable skill uh, to know how to model things in SolidWorks. So, as, growing up on the weekends, I would learn how to use this program. That's how I was able to kind of come up with the drawing for this uh, device. Interesting. Yeah. So initially, uh, of course, like before you, you were started working for BC Cancer, you're still a computer science student. You're inspired by your dad, who's a mechanical engineer. But I still don't understand where the where the uh, the, the hospital, the cancer um, society, comes in. Like, what drew you to want to to want to work there? Yeah. So so pretty much since I was uh, pretty young, grade ten, I've always kind of wanted to go into medicine. And one area of medicine that I thought was particularly uh, interesting was oncology, which is just cancer. Uh, and so I, I applied for a studentship uh, at the BC Cancer Agency um, after my first year, and I, I ended up getting a position there, and I thought it was really fascinating, so I just stuck around, and that's why I'm still there. <laughs> Interesting. And then uh, is it part of your job to, to watch procedures? Like you say, you found yourself watching this bronchoscopy. Was that like the first time that you had encountered an environment like that, or had you been um, curious uh, about these procedures before that? So while I was working at BC Cancer, my job was in the pathology department, and we we're looking at uh, the, the specimens from... Uh, that were extracted from lungs, so lung cancer tumors, these sorts of things, because I was working on the lung cancer biobank. Uh, so it was actually quite beneficial for me to uh, go and see ex exactly how these specimens were extracted and then how they would be uh, put into a format which can be stored in our biobank. So I, I was lucky enough to get the opportunity to uh, watch a bronchoscopy procedure. And yeah, so that's that's where I got my 
my idea for the Youth Innovation Showcase. Did the, the idea come first or were you drawn to the Youth Innovation Showcase first and then you were like, I need to come up with an idea? Like, how did the two sort of meet together? So it's actually uh, pretty unrelated because I... I actually um, had this opportunity the year before the unit youth innovation showcase, but I've always been kind of um, thinking about this innovation, like how I can design it. I've been thinking about it for sort of like a year and it's kind of more of a passion project for me rather than something I was really trying to push forward and, and uh, develop. But eventually I got to a stage where it actually looked like things were coming together and it was actually something that I could present to people and show people and um, I started having interest in the device from different types of uh, doctors and nurses. Um, and then I realized I kind of wanted to take it a bit further to show more people, right? And pretty much the the Youth Innovation Showcase, while I was searching for somewhere to present my idea, it popped up. And I thought this was like a great opportunity for me to kind of get my idea more out there. And had you ever, ever done anything like that before? Had you entered science fairs when you were younger? Did you entered science competitions before? Yeah, so I know a lot of other people who are doing the Youth Innovation Showcase were pretty well immersed in the science fair environment. But, but <laughs> growing up, I never really knew that this existed for people that were older than grade six because I, I had like a little <laughs> grade six science fair at my school where we put like a, like a penny and a nail into like a lemon and people would walk around, but um, <laughs> I didn't really realize that it extended. And it's always it's always something that I was kind of interested into. In, sorry, kind of interested in, but um, my school didn't really have a program for that. Yeah. Do you remember what your grade six science favorite project was? Yeah, it was it's pretty fun. It was it was kind of a joint project with one of my friends. And um, there's this thing where if you put phone books, like I'm like many people might not know what phone books are. I barely even knew what phone books were, but pretty much <laughs> it's like a really thick book um, with a bunch of phone numbers in it. <laughs> and pretty much what I did was I, my friend and I, we, um, we drilled holes into the, the like the stem and um, we put two phone books together. So kind of uh, interlocking their pages. So the, the, the stems of each of the books were facing outwards. And um if you were to do this, there's so much friction between the pages of the two different phone books that you can't pull them apart. So we were just putting different weights on each side of the each side of the the stems of the books to see how much force it would take to pull these or rip these two phone books apart. <laughs> and I remember standing on the phone books to see if uh, they'd split apart. But yeah, not not very scientific. More <laughs> more more physics again. Well, yeah, I mean, that that is, uh, I think, the epitome of uh, a science fair project where you have an idea, you try it out and you keep, and I, I assume you kept on adding more and yeah. more weights till eventually, you know, did you eventually get to the point where it, it uh, bent over or broke? Yeah, we never actually got to break it. It was, uh, it's quite, quite uh, interesting. We actually saw, I think it was a Mythbusters. I'm not sure if that show's still around, but there's a show called Myth, Mythbusters where they, they had these two phone books and they had trucks trying to pull them apart. So we pretty much got to the point where we were each standing on either side of one of the phone books, um, like a string connected to the, the, the stems. We're each standing on it, each holding like 20 pound weights. And yeah, we didn't want to try it past that, but it was, it was holding up pretty impressive. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, awesome. Fun. So let's get back to um, to the jaw thrust and going through the process of the Youth Innovation Showcase. And what was that like for you? Like you say, like this was like your first time and you were making 
kind of like some discoveries along the way. Like you, at one point you're like, Hey, this is an idea. I think this idea can work. And then you found the youth innovation showcase to, you know, to um, be a platform for this idea. So how did the process really change this, uh, this idea for you? Yeah. So, so when I started it myself, um, the process was pretty much just brainstorming ideas, like coming up with the design, all the focus was kind of on the design rather than any sort of like any sort of way of trying to get this thing to actually be something used by hospitals. So I didn't really put any focus on that at all. And (laughs) after applying to the youth innovation showcase, one of the criterion where, um, market viability or or some some sort of some sort of criteria along those lines where you just had to show that this is actually something that can be made and that can be used um by people and that of course that aspect i haven't really thought of much um so there's a lot of research for me to do um in in terms of how like i would manufacture this how i'd assemble it where i'd assemble it where i'd manufacture it uh, what types of materials, although I was thinking about the types of materials, but then the price comes in and then you're like, there's a new layer of materials you mm-hmm. have to think about. And um, there are all these questions that I should have been asking from the start, but I haven't uh, just because I was kind of inexperienced. And I think uh, the next iteration, new um, project, I'm going to be thinking of these ideas more. Yeah. So is that uh, something that you might advise uh, people that might be in the same position as you that really have like a really great idea, but maybe haven't had that experience. They haven't gone through this sort of process. They hadn't gone through thinking, okay, what if this idea uh, was actually going to go to market? (laughs) You know, uh, what are some of the practical steps you need to take? Yeah. So I I think those are really important questions, but those questions can also be quite discouraging because New new things they generally don't have process or processes already put in place where you can mass produce things and things will be cheap. So you're kind of pioneering the manufacturing of this new idea. And if if I were to only focus on that aspect, I think that I would be quite discouraged. Um, so I think that just from this process, trying to think of the manufacturing and like actual putting it out there part or component of the project, I would probably put to to the second part after you come up with your idea after you're already invested because in yeah. my opinion that part was a bit more difficult so it was really helpful that I was quite invested in my project already that would motivate me to really uh, figure out ways of how I can actually bring this to to market or to uh, to like a hospital environment so where are you at right now with this now you're, you're in school of course so obviously the uh, the innovation is not uh, your number one priority uh, anymore but uh, wh- where is it at right now are you looking to maybe um, answer some of those questions that you had started trying to answer about the viability of taking it to market um, or are you now moving on to other ideas yeah so I, I kind of like this innovation I still think it's uh, very viable and very practical and w- would bring a big benefit to the operating room since the youth innovation showcase, I've put in a provisional patent and I was looking at making a, a better prototype that I could uh, probably show um, as well as make demonstrations with. Um, but given that there's a pandemic currently, it was a bit, bit harder to, to kind of demonstrate how this would work in a formal setting. Um, and for that reason, I haven't had much progress there. Uh, so right now it's, it's a bit, it's put on a bit of a pause, um, but I'm not, I don't think I'm ready to move on to a next project yet. Uh, I would love to see it being implemented in the world as well. So congratulations, Norbert. Uh, uh, You did a great job. 
Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, all right. So that was Norbert Banyi from uh, Surrey, British Columbia with his mechanical jaw thrust. And that's all for this week's episode. We'll see you next time. Until then, let's innovate.